Welcome to another riveting episode of Random Confab. This is Josh. Today, I just wanted to briefly touch on a subject I've been studying. And um, as I'm driving out to feed my pigs, I thought I'd, I thought I'd talk about it. You know, I do these podcasts, like I said, mainly to organize my thoughts and to put it into words, put them into words. So hopefully you find it in interesting if nothing else but uh so but 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 the point that i'm making is i don't have notes i'm driving to feed my pigs so do some research on your own look up what i say i might get things wrong but that's what i'm i'm just thinking things through right now so today's topic is idolatry or if you want to be to sound less religious we could say uh something fancy like like um, ultimate power tree <laughs> uh, hey I think in today's world it seems like anyway people are becoming more open to religion religion with a capital R religion now I'm not one of those those uh, softy weirdo Christians that says religion is bad James seems to indicate that there is a pure and undefiled religion in helping widows and orphans or something like that. Um, I don't think religion is bad, but I do think that religion can be bad. We create religions. So humanity, humanity is created to worship. Okay? That's the starting point. Well, actually, (laughs) I said it, but I said it wrong. Humanity is created. Ah, there you go. That's the di- that's the that's the disagreement right there. Gets to the heart of it. So while I think society is becoming more open to religion or even spirituality, whatever that is, I also think that humanity is not becoming more open to the idea that we are created, because the implication of there being a creator is that he ought to be worshipped, and in being worshipped. Uh, there are a lot of things connected to that. A creator is transcendent. He transcends creation. Actually, I would I don't think there are very many religions that have a creator who transcends creation. And I know there are no religions that has a cre- that have a creator who transcends creation and yet interacts with creation in the way that our God does. Because our God is Trinitarian. The, the one true God who created all things is three persons in one essence or one being it's a hard thing to grasp but it makes total sense when you think about the fact that God communicates himself to his creation God gives us scripture why does he do this because he is a God who communicates and and how do we see this well in himself he father son and holy spirit is a communicative being they communicate the persons the one God has has relations within himself He's a relational God who communicates. I hope I haven't dabbled into heresy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the right way to put it. So the Christian God really is the only transcending God that makes sense. The Muslim God doesn't doesn't interact with creation. Uh, the Jewish God... I don't know what the Jewish God really is because I think I worship the Jewish God, so there you go. Anyway, so today it it seems like people are open to spirituality and religion, 
but closed to the idea of a transcendent creator God, which I think the only the Christian God fits the bill. There. But I wanted to get into idolatry. So idolatry is related to worship. Sorry, I have a bit of a cold, and I'm driving, so pardon the weird noises. Idolatry is, is related to worship because an idol is something that replaces the one true God for you, for that you put in the place of the one true God. So anything that you seek instead of the one true God, you are idolizing. Now remember that I said we were created to worship, and then I changed I changed my thinking to say first of all we were created, which implies a creator. And if there is a creator who's transcendent of above his creation, who is not part of his creation, then he deserves to be worshipped by creation. I guess my implication there is that a creator who is not transcendent doesn't deserve to be worshipped. How could he not be transcendent if he's a creator? But anyway, alright, that's getting into things I don't know enough about to talk about. The point is, he deserves to be worshipped. So all of us are built, we have built into us a desire to worship something, a desire for glory. We are all created, originally man was created good in God's image, and man perfectly worshipped and and uh, perfectly enjoyed the glory of God. But after man fell into sin and alienated himself and all of his uh, seed from God, our worship became warped, distorted, and twisted. We didn't stop worshipping, but instead of worshipping God, we started to worship created things. Now, I've, I've looked around and I don't see a lot of statues made out of wood, gold, and silver. And you might look around and see that too and say, where are the idols? And I would ask the same question and I have been asking the same question. I think Christians have come up with some answers like money, sex, drugs, alcohol, relationships, uh, fear of man. We have all sorts of idols that we uh, where we seek glory instead of in God but where are the real idols and when I'm talking about real idols I mean real physical manifestations of false gods because it seems like in the Bible most idols that are spoken of are physical manifestations of a deity physical representations of a deity the pagans didn't worship the the stone itself as God they worshiped the God behind the stone and used the stone as kind of like a maybe a, a, a the way to put it is the stone was a portal through which that God came to them or through which they came to that God so the idol acted as a mediator between the God and the man maybe I could put it that way I hope I, I'm stating that correctly so in looking around today I've pondered this and I've pondered it quite a lot and I've ta I've read a lot about technology and and how the medium itself shapes us, so the technology itself shapes us. We're not above technology. It is a creator in some fashion. And, uh, and so I've thought about technology a lot. I've looked at that and I've thought, how are we committing idolatry with technology? That's one inquiry I've made. The other, the other thing I've pondered is the state of the church today and how it is 
how will worship is so prevalent in the church, which which includes basically putting things into public worship that should not be part of public worship. So it's the regular principle of worship, if you're familiar with that. But anyway, um, so I pondered that, and and in looking at these things, I've come to look at the internet and compare it with God. Let me get into that later. I'm here at the pigs. To you, it'll be about an instant. To me, it'll be until I get back to you. But I'll pick up on that. So the internet is is comparable to God, and I'll I'll tell you how in a minute. So how is the internet like God? Well, good question. Let's compare the two. If if we dare compare anything with God, let's just ter- speak in terms of of uh, yeah. Let's speak in terms of the Christian God, because humanity is always seeking to worship, and they know they ought to worship the true God, and so they create for themselves false gods that are very similar to the one true God. So I think we should explore how the internet gives us things that we should seek only from our creator. So, from the beginning, it seems to me that mankind has been aiming at transcending their limitations. Transcending their limitations. They, uh, they want to, they want to be like God, knowing good from evil. Now, uh, that's funny. I'm, I'm stopping in the middle of, of, of the road for some people who are walking right down the middle of the road with their backs to me. And of course, they have a little dog they have to scoop up. So funny. So funny how people do stuff. All right. So the point is, now I have to go up a hill after stopping, and there's snow and ice today. Eh, good times. Good. Th- sorry, sorry, I got distracted. <clears throat> what was I saying? God, they create false gods that are similar to the one true God. We transcend. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. The original fall of man was that man wanted to be like God, knowing good from evil. And he was like, oh, God doesn't want me to be like him. I'm kind of jealous. I want to be more like God. Okay, let me eat this fruit. All right. They tried tried to transcend the limitation that God had placed upon them. God said, don't eat the fruit of this one tree. You can have everything else. But in order for you to truly acknowledge me as your king and creator, you cannot eat of this, this tree, this the fruit of this tree. It's just one tree out of many that I've given you. I've given you all this for your good. Just don't touch that one tree just to show that you're submitting to me. You're accepting the limitations that I've given you. What did man do? He ate from the fruit. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so the internet gives us some things. Just think about it. I know people get upset when I bring up this topic, and I just want to think about it. So just think about it. Don't get upset. The internet gives us omniscience, in a way. In fact, it does give us something that we're aiming for. We want to know rightly. And so what do you do when you need to know something rightly nowadays? You pull out a phone or a computer, 
You connect to the internet to search for the meaning of something, or for a statistic, or for a date, or something like that, or a video, or a how-to video. That god of the internet, or shall I put it less, uh, less pointedly, the internet gives you access to all knowledge. All of man's accumulated knowledge at your fingertips. Or, if the Neuralink comes into being, at your brain. <laughs> what about omnipresence? Have you ever done a Skype call, a video chat, a Zoom call? You know, the, all those, whatever the apps are they use nowadays, FaceTime? It brings your, your, your partner in conversation that is halfway across the world can be pictured in front of you. Now, now listen, all these, these, this omniscience is a false omniscience because we all know that not everything that's on the internet is true. This omnipresence is a false omnipresence because we know that a virtual reality is fake. It's not real. You can't punch the other person you're talking to, okay? So, so remember, when I'm, when I'm comparing this false god to the true god, I'm pointing out that we're so warped that we accept shallow, uh, shallow and, and insufficient replacements for God in order to avoid giving him our worship. Okay, so how about something like provision? used to be back in the day before the internet you would have to pray to God to provide for you but now you can go online you you can well let's see you could shop you could shop for whatever you want and get it delivered pretty fast you can uh, you can set up a um, what do you call it a GoFundMe or something to pay for medical experiences and people will contribute you can seek and find a whatever you want you go to the internet when you want something that's my point instead of to prayer we go to the internet when we want something whatever it is we want how about connectedness the holy spirit god's holy spirit is the comforter of his people and the one who indwells us and so as we are together we are together the temple of god so there is a sweet communion that we share in the Holy Spirit that brings us together in one spirit. We participate in one spirit as one body, even though we are all individually members of the same, of the one body. So there's an individuality in that sharing of the Holy Spirit. But there is one spirit that brings us together in one mind, in one body, to worship the one true God and th through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? Well, the internet brings people together. It connects people together into groups and it creates a spirit of participation. In fact, I would say that if you think about things like social media or even, well, I'll get to that later, the algorithm, you will find that you are gravitating as you use social media, you're gravitating toward people who talk like you, who look like you, who act like you online. There's not a lot of dissent allowed in social media. In fact, it's very hard to tolerate dissent in, in that. For some reason, that's the, the communities, quote communities, end quote, that we form over social media, by and large, are people that are made up of similar demographics to us, either in age, 
sex, etc., or in the way we think. So it doesn't create it doesn't create unity out of individuality, but it seeks to create a unity of spirit by creating kind of a corporate mass of people and eliminating individuality. Because you see, the true unity of the Holy Spirit brings people together who are very different and allows for people to be different. In fact, encourages people to take up their different roles that God has given them. Where the unity of the internet, that the internet brings us, tells you to be like everyone else, conform to a standard. Okay, what about this, the algorithm? I've heard it said, and I've said it, the internet is a reflection of you. When you go online, you see what you see because of what you want to see. So if you think about it, what you do on the internet is a reflection of the deepest desires you have of yourself. What you truly wish to be and to have can be seen by what you look at on the internet. I'm not making a statement as to the rightness or wrongness of this. I'm pointing out that the internet is a reflection of you. So if you think about the algorithm that limits what you see or that brings results to you or that tailors what you see on the internet to your desires, that is the God. That is the God that gives you everything you ever wanted. But who is the true God behind all this? And I said it, I gave it away. The internet is a reflection of you. So the old idols of yesteryear Sex, drugs, power, money, all those good old things, right? Or even just acceptance or something like that. Those old idols have been replaced with a far grander idol. Something that can bring you everything that you think God is. That is, everything that you think you should, you deserve to be, but that God has placed limits on you for. Now, one thing we haven't been able to transcend completely is eternality, but if you listen to these guys talk about AI and sentiency and uploading consciousness, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. I just wanted to put that out there. I know it's incomplete. I didn't get into fully talking about the idol of self, but I got to get to work. I'm on, the, I'm on the road going to get some supplies, so I'll have to quit now for now. I will be developing thoughts on this, but I don't know that I'll publish them. Thanks for listening if you listened, and uh, have a good one.